Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Freight Friday from AM Transport. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking uh, Atlanta volumes. We're going to be talking about some long haul uh, volumes going into some markets. And we're going to be talking a little agriculture. So with that, let's dive right into it. Welcome back everybody. So like we said, we're going to be talking about uh, Atlanta, some long haul stuff, and we're going to be talking agriculture. So uh, like we said, this is Freight Friday from AM Transport. I'm Elliot Brazil, and I'm joined today by the one and only Sam Rogers, a carrier manager here at AM Transport, uh, former farmer. So I guess that's why I'm in on the agriculture side. Yep. You do a little bit of farming still, don't you? Yeah. Help out, help out here and there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, without further ado, let's just dive right into this. So. Um, one market we've been keeping a really close eye on kind of this week and into the end of this week is uh, Atlanta. So we've been looking at the uh, contracted volumes there. Uh, we've been looking at the haul index from our friends at FreightWaves from their Sonar platform. That is outbound volumes, less inbound volumes. So it kind of gives you an, an idea of whether a market is a backhaul or a headhaul market. Um, Atlanta has been a firmly backhaul market since June. Um, but we've seen towards the tail end of this week, uh, inbound volumes really drop off there. Um, and we're seeing rejections start to bump up kind of in the markets west um, of Atlanta, um, Chattanooga, and some of the kind of smaller, um, mm-hmm. in terms of volume, markets uh, west of that. Um, so we're really expecting rates to shift up there and in surrounding markets kind of into the early next week. A little bit, yeah. I'm not sure we'll hit like you know seasonal volumes by any means or anything like that, or, right? Or even close to that, but we'll see a tick up for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, especially depending on where it's going. You know, Midwest probably a little more than you know long haul. But. Yep, yep. And that's really what it's all about. You know, seeing these little, um, you know, maybe the maybe not the most dramatic shifts in the world, but shifts that uh, you can act on, and mm-hmm. you know, as a shipper, maybe secure um, either some better rates, or in this case, maybe. If you have some flexibility in your dates, move stuff a little earlier right. yep. if you're anticipating rates to shift up. Yeah. Yep. Just get that capacity when it's there and when it's right. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, as we said, we're expecting rates to really shift up um, in the short term as that kind of load to truck ratio um, shifts as inbound volumes drop off. And uh, we'll keep a close eye on that and see if they continue to drop off. Um, so let's dive into grain markets here. So we're talking agriculture. We're talking, you know, obviously harvest is kind of upon us. Um, what are you seeing out there? I'm um, seeing a lot of uh, controversy as far as you know the USDA crop reports all year have been a little higher than what a lot of you know farmers or people on the ground level um, yep. would like to see them. Um, you know, which is going to eventually actually affect you know, the, the volume of, of grain being moved and how much capacity that ties up. There's a lot more smaller fleets out there that haul grain, haul other farming uh, commodities, um, you know, that could easily be affected by that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously we had a very late planting season mm-hmm. uh, in a sort of testament to the quality of modern hybrids. We're seeing yields higher than expected, yeah. but still lower than a typical year. Um, at a time when we're seeing fairly loose capacity, um, not a lot of that, you know, or, or less than anticipated in a normal mm-hmm. year, capacity is going to get pulled out of the market uh, yeah. to move some of this grain. Yeah, right? not just not just hybrids either. The the equipment we have today, it used to be if you had a late start, you had a late finish. Now if you have a yeah. late start and you have a week's worth of good productive days, 
you can get, you can get back it. on track real fast. You know? Yeah, so it's not like it's not like it was in the '90s. So, mm -hmm. so I dove into some of these numbers. It looks like rail grain deliveries to uh, ports for export numbers in September they're down about 11 percent, kind of year over year. Definitely, we're exporting less grain, especially mm -hmm. to China, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, and most of that uh, rail capacity is going to be affected in the Northwest. You know, it's really not seen actually some of the southeast ports have made a little bit of an uptick in some grains you know not necessarily soybeans but some of the other ones um, mostly other customers coming in to pick up the scraps that china's not wanting right now um, going to you know european markets that normally wouldn't buy from us so mm -hmm. and there, there's trip. potentially some increased demand there right because yeah. uh, they saw um, uh, they saw pork prices really increase mm -hmm. you know there's going to be some decrease in demand because the number of hogs in that country has been significantly reduced from mm -hmm. African swine flu, mm -hmm. um, but they're fattening them to levels that are kind of higher than normal yeah, also, yeah. right? Which is actually where uh, the, the pigs will get into a less efficient time in their life. Right. And you know because they're doing that, they'll be less efficient overall than yep. they were raising these smaller, younger pigs. Yeah, you could, you could easily see a very significant shift, or at least enough to make up for, like you said, the lower population mm -hmm. to where we're still having the same demand for, for soybeans. And that would really, you know, I'm, I'm not an agricultural expert by any stretch of the imagination, but really kind of speaks to the imbalance between, or, or how high pork prices are there, right? Because you get yeah. into, oh, yeah. you're raising them inefficiently with much more grain, but the pork prices are so high that that reduced efficiency still translates mm -hmm. into profit for Chinese farmers. It's just a rarity there. It's right. not like it is here where you have a pork chop at every dinner. Yeah, right. It's, it's a certain anomaly, that's for sure. So something definitely to keep an eye on uh, there. Um, some softer demand for rail, um, and we'll continue to track mm -hmm. it as kind of harvest progresses. Um, the last thing we really wanted to dive into, uh, last week we mentioned some of these new uh, distance-specific volume numbers that FreightWaves has released. Uh, last week we looked at outbound volumes. This week we're really touching on inbound volumes, specifically long-haul stuff. So that's 800 miles plus. Um, top markets in terms of inbound long-haul volume. Ontario, never a surprise, always present. But then Dallas, uh, Lakeland in Florida, Atlanta, Denver, and Seattle. Um, so the three that we want to pick out of that that are kind of hitting above their weight class in terms of long haul inbound volumes, Dallas, Denver, and Seattle. Dallas, 45% of volume coming into that market is long haul, 48% uh, in terms of Seattle, and 54% in terms of Denver. Um, in terms of Dallas and Denver, I'm assuming that's just because of where they are. They're just kind of far away from yeah. things. Yeah, you just have to, you know, you just have to get through quite a bit of a stretch of no man's land to get there. So yep. it's kind of a yeah, just one of those things. Yep, and I'd be interested to see kind of like, you know, in terms of the volume going into Seattle, whether that is uh, moves coming out of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Ontario. I don't know if it would be 800 miles up there, but, you know, whether it's right. moves from imports or whether it's uh, going into that port to go out. Well, you almost wonder if it's moves from other ports that would traditionally come out of short haul California ports. Yeah. That, you know, they're just not getting the commodities that they would be getting normally, mm -hmm. which is probably what it is. Yep. Always more detail to dive into, um, but we will have to wait and see for that. Dive a little deeper and see exactly where those are coming from. Um, give us a like. Give us a share. Let us know what you're seeing in the markets. Uh, let us know where you are if you're a shipper. 
and what kind of volumes you're seeing coming into or out of your market. And until next time, good luck out there.